Hello everybody and welcome to the best of season 3. In this episode, Adam and I explore what it would be like to live in the Pokemon world. At first we thought this would have been a quick and light-hearted entry, but little did we know that this would become one of our most quotable episodes yet. Without any further ado, hope you enjoy. Welcome to Chatsunami. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Chatsunami. I'm Satsunami and joining me in the spookiest month of the year is the one and only sandwich who wants to be the very best, like no one ever was, that of course being Adam. Adam, welcome back. Hello, hello, good to be back and I wish I could remember more lyrics to the song, to that song, but I'm desperately racking from my childhood memories but all I can remember is the lines you just quoted. So there we go. What a disappointment to start this episode off with. You were a Digimon fan, weren't you? I think the only time in my life that I've ever been a quote-unquote hipster was during what for like a one-week period in primary school when I saw a couple episodes of Digimon and I was like, this is better than Pokemon and I went and told everybody in my class and I was like, yeah, you guys are lame. I know I know it was really cool. And then I stopped. I've never become a hipster since. I can just imagine like all of these thuggish five-year-olds just like cracking their knuckles like, <laughs> hey, you wise guy, eh? I got beaten up a lot that week. <laughs> <laughs> you stood for what you believed in. It's better than the Salvation Kids. Exactly, that's true. I was hanging next to him off the jungle gym. Both of our butt cheeks been showed to the world. <laughs> If you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to our Terminator Salvation episode. I just want to point that out. I want context to lay down right now. It's not much better with the context, to be honest, but go listen to the context at least. Yeah, please do. So, yeah, by that very visceral intro today, we are... Yeah, we're going to be talking about Pokemon, and would you believe it, this is the second episode that we've talked about Pokemon on the series. Like, so something, I know it's a franchise that, you know, has been very important important to you over the years and stuff so it's good to be like getting back into it again and I think this is this is the first this is obviously this is the first one that I've been on to do a Pokemon so I'm very excited yeah it's been a long time coming I keep saying to you oh go on go on why don't we so yeah today we are going to be talking about what it would be like to live in the Pokemon world and let me tell you right now boys and girls and men and women listening it would be hell I'm just going to throw that <laughs> <laughs> wow, you didn't even try and sugarcoat that one. No, you know usually how I always balance the argument. I say, oh, you know, there's some good points or some bad points. No, no, this would be straight up hell. See if you convince yourself otherwise that living in the Pokemon world would be anything but a hellscape. What is wrong with you? I just want to point out as well, we're not going to be treading over old ground. We're not going to be going into, it's 10-year-olds fighting with monsters. And you know the people, I mean, Adam, where they say really milk toast criticisms of video games like Mario Eats Mushrooms, where the Sonic stories rings, Halo's a stupid name, you know, those kind of people. Oh, I love those people. But not really. Do you know what actually reminds me of, and this is going to be a really weird side tangent, but the Pokemon universe actually reminds me of when I was in history class in school and our teacher told us that he was talking to this student one time who wanted to be a vet. And apparently this student had turned around and said, oh, I would love to be a vet. I can't wait to deal with all the cute animals and all the puppies and the kittens. I think it was a bit of a killjoy, but he was like, you do realise you're going to have 
have to do some really nasty shit to these animals. You know, you're going to have to take their temperatures in certain places. You're going to have to, you know, do all these grimy things. And apparently the student was very much like, no, no, I, I would just deal with the cute ones. And he was just shaking his head as if, no, you wouldn't. That's how I feel about the Pokemon universe. It's like, it looks cute and cuddly on the outside, but there's a lot of shit you're going to have to put your hands on. You, t- you tell me you don't fancy shoving a thermometer up Charizard's ass. <laughs> The thermometer would break. (laughs) That's a good point, actually. (laughs) They must have special ones. There must be like a special thermometer for a situation like that. So, Adam, what's your relationship with Pokemon? (laughs) I was a little bit late to the Pokemon party, but I played Blue, and I really enjoyed it. I had a deep love for it. And I also played some of Yellow. I didn't finish Yellow, but like I enjoyed that, and like I enjoyed some of the anime I would watch when it was on. I still have Pokemon cards, and that was all the rage at school at the time, as I'm sure you probably remember as well. Uh, Satsu. However, after that, I kind of fell away from the Pokemon franchise. I think a lot of it was that I didn't get like any kind of Nintendo consoles after. I had a Game Boy Advance, but I don't think I didn't get like gold or anything like that. But like after that, I mean, I didn't really get any Nintendo consoles, so I kind of fell away from the franchise and I really had no kind of interest. My, my kind of gaming interest went other directions. And then I, when I got a Switch, I got a copy of a Sword, I believe. And I played a little bit of sword but I didn't really get too far into it and I just sat there and this is this is not me taking a shot at the franchise at all it's more me this is more a me problem than a Pokemon problem I just don't think it's quite a game for me it's just not something that I enjoy as much as other games and if you enjoy it that's fine like there's nothing wrong with that at all like I mean I encourage you it like what you like but it's not something that not a game series that really appeals to me I have to be honest but I certainly loved I loved playing Blue and yeah like I mean I enjoy talking about it as well because I think it's a, it's a fascinating universe that's been built up No, going back to an earlier point you made there I totally agree with the Pokemania that absolutely swept through the country if you want to hear more about especially my experience and friend of the channel Craig C's experience with Pokemania during the 90s and the early 2000s, definitely go listen to our episode on Pokemania. Yeah, the long and the short of it was, I was in a similar boat of being swept up in Pokemania. My first game was actually Pokemon Yellow. I would watch the anime. I was really obsessed with it for the longest time. I even completed the Pokedex and Pokemon Silver, I want to say. I ended up playing Ruby and Sapphire. And I think around that kind of time... When I was starting to get into high school, I was moving a little bit away from Pokemon because I've said this story many times, but there was a point in my life where I actually moved away from kind of childish games, quote unquote, like Pokemon, Sonic, and I thought, oh, because I'm getting older, I have to go to play more mature games, if that makes sense. Like, oh, your Call of Duties, your Halos, which is a stupid thing to say, but back then, as a kind of insecure child, you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be playing these baby games but it came full circle again where after school I got back into them, played them absolutely loved them but again I'm kind of the same Adam I'm not really as passionate about the series as I used to be, I mean I've still played, I think the latest game I've played is Pokemon Arceus and as well the Diamond and Pearl remake and Sword and Shield which they're okay, I mean they're good in a 
enough games, but the more you read into this like expanse of lore, and this is what actually inspired this episode, the more like you read into the later games, especially games like Sun and Moon and the remakes for Sapphire and Ruby, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you realise that there is a lot of dark content in these games. It's no longer you're just like a tiny pixel boy picking your first animal to be friends with and you walk around the country and go, I'm going to fight with Pokemon. You know, it's all very colourful and relatively kid-friendly. But the more you kind of peel back the facade, as it were, it gets really dark really fast. And without really spoiling anything, I sent you a couple of points. Has it changed your mind about living in the Pokemon universe? Yeah? I mean, I feel, like it, I feel like it changed a lot about me. I feel like, again, my childhood was shattered all over again. <laughs> You robocopped me basically <laughs> with those facts, but no, they, that was they were certainly eye opening. I won't lie. I was sitting on the bus today coming back from work, and I was like, huh, well, how about this? <laughs> yeah, well, we just jump into it. Let's, let's do it. Let's get, let's jump into the mire. Let's get our hands on some Pokeballs and listen to these messages, and we will be right back. Welcome to Shatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Shatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives into both the Sonic and Halo franchises. Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our sub-series, Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that's Sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. Hello, Mel. Hello, Holly. We're Witch Murderer. We are Witch Murderer. And yeah, you never want to be in a situation where you're with a group of people and you're deciding who you're gonna eat. <laughs> this week's episode is divorce murders. <laughs> you mean you mean evidence for our future trials? Yes. Yes. However, unlike the first two victims, Virginia's body was melted to make soap. What? Why? Witch Murderer is hosted by Spreaker. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Email us at witchmurderer at gmail.com or visit our website at witchmurderer.com. We are also on Instagram and Twitter. Just look for the at witchmurderer account or hashtag. On our Facebook page and group interacting with other listeners or the Witch Murderer team. This episode is sponsored by Zencaster. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal-clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. For more information on how you can get 30% off a Zencaster professional account, please check out the code in the bio. So where do you want to start with this, Adam? Because this is a very extensive topic we're going to jump into. Well, can I ask what is potentially a very dumb question? And if this is a very dumb question, please just feel free to call me out here. But in the Pokemon universe, is everything centred around Pokemon? Yes. So like literally, if I was just living my daily life, there's nothing I could do that was like not some way, not Pokemon based. Can you just not be a part of Pokemon? I mean, it's almost a bit like if you hated animals and you tried to get away from that but every single place was like an offshoot of the rainforest cafe 
everyone's got like an Avery or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to ignore it when you've got like a Machamp delivered in your mail or something. <laughs> Oh my god! So there's literally no escaping then. So if I'm in, I'm in this world, right? I get up. Do you think as well, right? Okay. Do you think it's kind of like I, I've I've recently started watching um that TV series, The Boys, which I know I know you've seen as well, Satsu. Is it like I wake up, right? Okay, and I go down to have my breakfast, and I I like pull out, I get my cereal out of the cupboard, and it's like Machamp flakes or something like that, or like is everything going to be like sponsored by some kind of like Pokemon or something, and then I'm going to like get my mug of tea, and it's going to be like a growly on on the mug or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that there is literally no escaping this then? Oh no, absolutely not. Like you would go to, you know, the shops in the corner, there would just be like a Pokemon centre there. Um, you go to pick up a pint of milk, it would be beside the potions and the Pokeballs. Yeah, there is a very Poke-centric society, I would say. Are there other, that's a good point, are there other stores apart from the Poke store? No, I don't, well... <laughs> Well, uh, no, let me backtrack. If you go into the bigger cities, a bit like I was going into like Edinburgh or Glasgow or somewhere, there's a department store <laughs> and a gambling shop. Here's a question. Where do I get a pint of milk and a loaf of bread? Good question. Do I have to go out and catch it with my, <laughs> with my Pokeball and then find the wild jug of milk running around? <laughs> Well, there is actually a... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm explaining this. There's an actual cow Pokemon called Miltank. Oh, and they cool. a, And they actually do sell, at least in Johto anyway, I don't know if they sell it in other regions, but they sell something called Moo Moo Milk. <laughs> oh, of course they do. So I don't think either of our, like, anxieties would hold up going into a shop asking for Moo Moo Milk. <laughs> It's like when you go into Greg's and you ask for a yum yum, you just sound like an idiot. <laughs> oh my god. No, I couldn't live in this world. I can't do that every day. Oh my god. <laughs> we haven't even started talking about it. Right, what if you're a vegan in this world? Does the Moo Moo produce like vegan milk? <laughs> Does that cow produce vegan milk? You just screwed. <laughs> Um, Is there a soy-based Pokemon that you can milk an Oddish? <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's the worst thing you've ever said in any of the episodes. <laughs> They're poisonous, though, right? That isn't there any of the ones that, like, spores come out of? No, that's gloom and, like, vile bloom. No, and... Oddish is, is like a poison-based one, isn't it? No, it's grass-type in its oh. first form. Oh, so okay. you're safe. I'm safe, then, so I go milk an Oddish, I'm all fine. <laughs> I'm glad to know the plant-based Pokemon. <laughs> it's rich for its milk, apparently. Oh, God. I don't know why you eat milk. You're what, moving on? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, in the anime, they obviously expand on it, and it's like, oh, there's hotels and things like that, and there obviously are shops and restaurants where you can get food, but, like, in the games, obviously there's a reason for that, but in the games, it's very, um, it's very at least in the early games, it's very limited, because the only place you're buying things is, or rather, the places you're exploring is the Pokemon Center, hmm. the Pokemart, or someone's house. That's fair. Now that would be a bad thing. Like, even before we've taken one step out the door, can you imagine sleeping in your bed and you wake up to like this child breathing heavily over you and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Who are you? And they'd be like, one up. (laughs) You want a battle? It's like, no, you child, get out of my house. Get your slimy, like, bulbous on out of here. 
does stranger danger exist in the Pokemon world? Because seems everybody's like standing around just like desperately trying to make eye contact with everybody to fight them. God, that's my nightmare. Having to have social interactions by doing eye contact. But as well, like it's not it's like the most awkward form of social contact. It's literally just people standing there trying to get in your way. Like so, you know, it can be awkward enough sometimes just going about your daily business when there's other people just going about their daily business. But these are people deliberately trying to fuck with you and like trying to like, you know, trying to get in your way and like mess your day up basically by fighting you and stuff. It's like the worst. That's honestly the worst thing I can think of. I mean imagine trying to go to the city and then do you know what would be the worst? Imagine yeah. you go to the city right you get in a bus or whatever which i think generation five i will admit that kind of expanded more in like towns mm-hmm. and cities and there's like a huge city halfway through the game that you can go to and they've got different shops where it's like you can buy ice creams and things like that that's pretty cool but speaking beforehand imagine you're on a bus right you're going there and then let's say i don't know a oddish running away from a vegan gets run over by the bus so the bus blows a flat tire right and then you're sitting on the bus and you're looking outside and then all of a sudden you just see this face pressed up against the window and it's this like bug catcher or something asking you for a battle what do you do then? Do you accept it? Do you do you just ignore them? Do you put your AirPods in? What do you, what do, you do there? It does seem like the minute you make eye contact, that's like a verbal agreement in the Pokemon universe that you're going to have to battle. Like it's the equivalent of like a like an old fashioned like slap with a glove. The minute you've locked eyes, you must do battle to the not death, but you know to the fainting. Do you think people don't make eye contact in the Pokemon world because of that? Yeah, why would you ever make eye contact with anybody? Do you know what? It's like this. And apologies for this going slightly dark. I imagine it must be kind of what it's a little bit like in America where you're just around being like, I wonder if this person has a gun. And you're like, well, I hope this person doesn't have like a fucking row of like Pokeballs ready to like battle me with, you know, like you'd be terrified to like have any contact with anybody. Well, you totally would. You'd be looking at people's shoes going, oh, nice shoes. Oh, nice trainers. <laughs> I'm quite the connoisseur of footwear. <laughs> God, can you imagine business meetings in this world? Do people have business meetings? How can you have a business meeting, as you say, when the minute you make eye contact, you're going to have to, like, fucking fight the chief financial officer <laughs> do battle in the boardroom? What I love is, see the image of, like, I don't know, Dave from accounting having to do a presentation. He looks up and all his colleagues are holding Pokeballs <laughs> ready to chuck them. I didn't want to come in today. I had a sick day. <laughs> To be fair, though, in genera- as I said, in Generation 5, and that is one of my favourite generations, that's why I'm simping so hard over it, but in Generation 5, they do kind of expand a little bit more, where they have, like, business people, although then again, some of those battle you, so that makes my point <laughs> entirely <laughs> <laughs> they can't escape it it's just like that's why I was my first question was is there anything in this universe that doesn't revolve around me having to like have a team of Pokemon to like battle other people how do you get like a like do you have to go out and catch a Pokemon base I know because I know like in the games you'll meet well I, I don't know some of the later games but I know in some of the early games it was like you'd meet whichever professor it was and they'd like gift you a Pokemon presuming that I don't have connections like that to you know the, the Pokemon intelligentsia do I just <laughs> The Pokemon intelligence. <laughs> Do I have to like just go out and find a Pokemon just because if I don't, I'm going to be like some massive social outcast? Welcome to Pokemon Agrophobia Edition. Oh my god. But you had a good point though as well. I remember you when we were discussing this episode talking about just the general fear of leaving your house just because of what Pokemon are flying about, like rummaging around out in the world. Well, yeah, can I just point this out? In real life, I am not a fan of bees, okay? Not a fan of wasps either. I'm actually terrified of wasps. 
bees, I'm kind of starting to build relationship, you know? <laughs> like, I'm building that relationship up to be Aww. like, I, I don't want to, you know, still I'm not a big fan of them, but I don't wish any harm on them. Wasps, you know, different story. There is a Pokemon, in case anyone's not aware, there is a Pokemon that is just a literal massive wasp called Beedrill. The clues in the name is a bee, and it's got drills both sticking out its butt and its hands. That sounds terrifying. That sounds like my worst nightmare. I don't know what's worse, the bee drill or the big massive spiders that you see deep in the forest. See, if I was born in Kanto, the first region, I would not be able to go through Viridian Forest. I would I would literally, I would have to save up for an Uber. I would have to beat the child or the children in front of Viridian Forest every day just so I could save enough money for an Uber to get safely through Viridian Forest. And I'm not getting out of that car. You seen bee drills? You seen weedles? Like big pincery things? No. No, I don't... I'm not getting out of the Uber. No. Also as well, right, correct me if I'm wrong, perhaps it isn't in the same region, but there's a Pokemon called Pineco, right, that freaking explodes. Where are those? And like, how do I avoid those at all costs? They would be in Johto. Okay, so I, I don't have to, if I'm in Kanto, I don't have to, I just got to worry about the massive beedrills, not... <laughs> well, to be fair, Johto is like literally beside Kanto. Oh God. So if you're taking a gap here, yeah, you're going to get blown up in the forest. Is there like a, is there a rivalry between between Johto and Kanto, is there like pranks where like kids from like Johto gather together a whole ton of pinecos and like throw them over the border <laughs> fence into like into Kanto? Well, bar the fact that sounds like a horrid war crime. <laughs> she does sound like a little bit of papers, please, doesn't it? Like so. So, like, what, the Johto kids throw pinecos and the other kids throw Voltorbs. <laughs> Boom, there you go. Kids of these days. Well, technically, they share the same authority figure. They both have the same Elite Four. Which is weird to think about because, going slightly off topic, but there is no centralised government in this world as far as I know. I don't know if it's different for the anime, I don't know if it's different for the manga, but it seems like a very power-based society. It's like, you know how people really crap in Starship Troopers? Yeah. Where they're like, oh, you're only allowed to vote and you're only allowed to be in positions of power if you go and fight. Explain the Elite Four. <laughs> Like, four of the most powerful trainers plus one champion. So that's five trainers making the decisions on behalf of the populace, all because they're the strongest in the region. Is there a king? Is there a queen? Is there a government? Like, wh what is going on in the Pokemon universe? Well, I think we may have found potentially our first positive here. So this sounds like, this does sound like a very, very loose central authority here. So I'm guessing tax collection isn't that rigid. So perhaps you can get away with not paying your taxes. If in real life you could avoid paying your taxes but a bee or like a spider the size of like a German shepherd came up to you. Is it worth it Adam? Is it worth it? You're probably not right. You know HMRC doesn't seem so bad now when you compare it to that as well. Like oh do you know something else I just thought about right? Have you ever been anywhere right? You've been walking somewhere. Maybe you need to like go under like an underpass. You need to go under a bridge or something like that and you see some teens lurking about and you like do you ever stop and be like, hmm, do I want to go under this underpass, I wonder, or do I want to try and find another way? Like, imagine that scenario, but, like, the teens hanging about have a Charmeleon with them. You're definitely not going through the underpass, are you? That literally happens in Pokemon Silver. Really? Yeah, you go to, I think it's Goldenrod City, which is, like, the big city of that region and you go on the underground and later in the game you find out there's like a team rocket base there spoilers but 
you go there and yeah there's loads of adults as well but the weird thing as well is you can actually take your Pokemon to get their hair cut there so what it's like on the thriving <laughs> community yeah you can like buy incenses for them you can buy haircuts for them you can get tackled by a cue ball their words not mine and before anyone's wondering cue ball isn't the name of a Pokemon I mean it's a balding fat middle aged man who's like fighting a 10 year old which that's the most terrifying thing so far Exactly. And I mean, there's just so much. Like, we haven't even left the house yet, okay? <laughs> You're still oh, in the house. I haven't milk yet from my mum. got my moo moo milk I'm having to eat my Machamp flakes, like, dry. I can imagine the horrible, sad crunch. What do Machamp... Here's a question. What does Machamp crunches look like? Is it cutouts of Machamp, or does it cutouts of, like, the underwear? Oh... I was thinking, like, one of his biceps, but, like, I love the underwear idea so much that it has to be that. <laughs> oh, the breakfast of my champion. The my champion. <laughs> oh, oh, Nintendo, if you, if you haven't switched off by now, we're free. <laughs> you can sponsor us. So many ideas. Do you, know, do you know what I think the first thing, but right, so we have to leave the house, okay? Let's just say for some reason we have to leave the house. You can't make me out of <laughs> Right, okay. We have to. I don't know why, but we have to. Okay, the beadroll's got inside the house. Like, we, we forgot to close one of the windows, and it's... Well, actually, let's be honest. It's just fucking smashed its way through the window because it's got drills for hands. So it's in the house, so we need to get out. What kind of insurance options are there? Because I feel like I need to get myself some personal insurance if I'm walking around this world. Do you think this is a thriving industry? I think it would be a very legal grey area because in the Detective Pikachu film, they do joke about that because the main character like an insurance salesman before he goes over and sees his dad and all the Pokemon hijinks happen but like as boring as it is I would be so interested to see that because I'm like what phone calls do you think he gets? Oh yeah my Charmander's burnt down my house how many times has that been? Oh it's the third time. Right well sir we can't help you but I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> Boop puts down the phone that's it. What if some kids are playing right and they think it's a football and instead they don't realise it's a Voltorb and then they are an electrode and it's like they kick it into someone's house and it's like this poor old wee granny knitting and then all of a sudden it blows up like who's to blame there is it the kids is it the granny for not like pokemon proofing their windows who's to blame there the legal system must be such a nightmare as you say like trying to yeah because how responsible are you for your pokemon it's such a good point as you say like if i do get like a, if i get a fire-based pokemon and it burns something am i responsible for that or do i claim well it's a fire-based pokemon what can i do god imagine like the judge judy in the pokemon universe the cases you'd hear on that like oh my god my neighbor's gyarados crushed my car or something or <laughs> like what or my husband ran away with the Mr. Mime. <laughs> oh no! Do you know do you know what? I think that this is my ultimate problem. Like, despite all the other problems that we've just listed here, my ultimate problem and the reason I can't live in the Pokemon universe is I don't think I can exist and I can live in a world where Mr. Mime exists. <laughs> He is nightmare fuel for you. He is the most terrifying, one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. And I've always felt this way ever since I've seen him. He freaks me out more than anything. So I don't know what would happen if I saw Mr. Mime. I might faint. I might just die on the spot. I might like fly into a rage and try and destroy. I have no idea. I don't know what would happen. I just imagine the headlines now. Local man leaves his house after 30 years. First thing he does is punch a Mr. Mime. (laughs) 
So let's say I go out and I punch a Mr. Mime in a rage, right? Do I go into the core? What am I being charged with? Is that like the equivalent of animal abuse here? Or do I have to like, am, is that a crime against the owner's property? See, here's an interesting point, actually. You know how, obviously, if you are like a podent in real life and you do abuse an animal, and rightfully so, you get stripped of the rights to like have another pet, have yeah. another animal. How does that work in the Pokemon universe where everything is Pokemon centric? Because you can just go out and catch one, right, as well. Like, there doesn't seem to be any oversight authority that you don't have to declare a Pokemon, do you? No, you don't even need like a license or anything for Pokeballs. You could just like go to the. God, I'm imagining someone at night going to like the Pokemart, you know, hood up, sunglasses on. He's like, give me five Pokeballs. Will that be all, sir? No, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> so he goes out and he catches like a Pidgey. What's it like five Pokeballs and like, oh, get the stick of gum as well? Like, that'll yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sir, that's Pokegum. And he just like goes into a rage. Well, <laughs> the gum's a Pokemon, I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, it probably is as well. It will be eventually when they run out of ideas. I know people joke about that and they're like, oh, Pokemon run out of ideas, but there's some Pokemon you just look at and think, really? A set of keys? I'm not even joking, by the way. Are my keys a Pokemon from my house? There are key Pokemon, by the way. Is that the only keys I can get in this universe? No, I'm sure you can probably get it. I can get a non-Pokemon set of keys. Okay, that's one thing, at least. So, we've walked out of the house. But, you know, actually, you bringing up Pidgeys there brings me to another thought I had. Does the concept of, like, vermin exist in the Pokemon universe? So, like, if there's, like, a ton of Pidgeys around, is that something I need to be worried about? <laughs> if I go into a restaurant and the chef has a ratata? Is that something that I should be concerned about? Or am I just be like, oh, well, that's fine. What, you mean like Ratata 2? Yeah, like Ratata 2, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, do, do I need to be concerned? Should I be like, that's a health code? Or do health code violations exist? Um, good question. <laughs> and that brings up another point as well, because technically in the anime and technically in the games, they do allude to the fact that Pokemon are eaten. What hierarchy exists? You know, it's like, I was actually explaining this to my partner earlier when I was telling her that we were doing this episode but it's like imagine you caught a milk tank or some kind of pig Pokemon like a Tapig or something like that and you think oh I'm going to raise this and it's going to be the bestest boy in the world and then you wake up the next day and like a farmer dad or farmer relatives like killed it and <laughs> turned it into beef burgers moo moo burgers if you will <laughs> what if you were going to like the Pokemon championships and then you have to throw out a burger <laughs> Just the look of sadness, you would just be like, oh man, this is the third time this week. But here, here's what the thing as well. Of, wait, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. What kind of dick parents are like, oh dad, like I'm off the thing, did you pack my Pokemon away? Oh yes, son, I've popped it in your Pokeball. <laughs> the kid throws out a Pokemon on a fucking burger, like fuck. <laughs> I want to call Pokemon Child Services about that, if such a thing exists. I don't think Pokemon Child Services does exist, to be honest. Oh, well. I know we said we weren't going to go into that territory of, oh, Pokemon is like kids fighting with animals, ah, but yeah, if you're giving a 10-year-old license to carry like a monster in their pocket, you're going to get some severe issues. And they just seem to be able to just like wander around the world and like there doesn't seem to be that much where they can go fight the mafia if they want. Oh, God. Can we talk about the crime in this (laughs) world? Right, okay, let's go into the crime. Terrorism, but fun, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what Pokemon is. It's colourful terrorism. You know, in Gen 1 and 2, we've got Team Rocket, who are, as you said, the Mafia. And these teams get progressively worse, can I say? So you've got the Mafia, your stereotypical Soprano figures, the hey and all of that. You've got Gen 3 and, again, Gen 6 of the remake. You have Team Aqua and Magma, who both want to induce a drought or a flood. They want to cover the region either in water or sunshine, which, again, eco-terrorism. Gen 4, they have a cultish team called Team Galactic, who want to control time and space. Interdimensional terrorists, I suppose. Wow. Generation 5, you have Team Plasma, who are are like meant to be their version of PETA and they are quite manipulative they're like oh release your Pokemon and the caveat behind that is oh it's because we want to take over the world which after that they did that quite well in that one but you're always going to get like Pokemon rights groups and things like that and sweaty hikers trying to pull you into a Ferris wheel <laughs> which is an actual scene in black and white trust me look it up wow <laughs> fresh with um, dialogue such as oh it's getting hot in here boy you're like oh no I wanna let me out so generation 6 we have team flare which while not as memorable want to I think they want to call a certain percent of the planet because they want to activate <laughs> wow! like a super weapon Gen 7 isn't as bad I will say Gen 7's more like these kind of hey, like street thugs and it's the same with Gen 8 because you've got team skull and Gen 7 with Southern Moon. The only team that's really a threat is, I think it's the Aether Foundation, who, they study aliens, and we will get on to the Ultra Beast and things, because they are nightmare fuel. Then, yeah, Generation 8, we've got, is it Team Yell in Sword and Shield? I, can't, I don't think I got as far as finding out the team, I have to admit. They're not great. They're just like cheerleaders, essentially. They're useless. But also, if we want to go to the spin-offs, we have Team Snagum in Pokemon Coliseum, who, as the name suggests they steal Pokemon and they have a machine you strap to your arm where you can actually steal other people's Pokemon. And you've got Team Cypher who literally kidnap people and they genetically alter other Pokemon. Did I mention the kidnapping? Because there's a lot of that going on in Team Cypher. As well as genetics, as well as potential world domination. Where do you want to start, Adam? Which region would you like to start? That, that's that's really their big thing then, that it is the kidnapping Team Cypher. That's really what they're all about, I mean, along with the genetics and everything. Well, I mean, see at the very beginning, the only reason I bring that up is because at the beginning, the only reason you meet your sidekick in the game is because they found a skittle called, I think it's Rui, but you can change the name as you wish. They find a Skittle who can see shadow Pokemon but the whole like gimmick of the game is only the Skittle can see shadow Pokemon, nobody mm. else can. So it's like almost the perfect crime but she goes to like a bad part of town and she points out and says hey that Pokemon looks weird to which these thugs basically tie her up, shove her in a bag and then try to like cart her off and wow. you're like Jesus Christ this game got done. Like Pokemon Coliseum is a whole bag of worms on its own. Well, sorry I'm not calling her a bag of I'm such a situation as a bag of worms. Where do you want to begin with crime in the Pokemon universe? So we're out for our moment. Right? So literally, right, okay, what you're telling me is all this time I've been panicking about being attacked by a Beedrill or like seeing Mr. Mime and not knowing how I'm going to react. When actually the thing that I need to be most worried about is being kidnapped or like being caught up in like crime business. Is that what I really need to be concerned about? Pretty much, yeah. Maybe not in the early regions. There's not all, fortunately, there's not a lot of kidnapping. In fact, no, sorry, I take that back. There's a lot of hostage situations. <laughs> 
when team, when team Rocket, not only did they take over a office building, which completely, that would screw me over because I work in an office, and they also take over a radio tower in Generation 2 with silver, gold and crystal. So, yeah, there's a lot of hostage taking going on as well. What do you do in a Pokemon hostage situation? Is there like an equivalent of SWAT? Actually, see, to be fair, and again, this isn't explained in the games, but there was like a spin-off series called, I want to say Pokemon Origins, but I could be wrong. It was like these kind of shorts that kind of developed the world, and they are pretty cool, I will grant it that. But there's one where it's like the police are trying to raid Viridian Jim. They've got like a Machamp bursting <laughs> through the walls, and they've got like Growlis burning down the wall. It's actually pretty cool. See if there was a game like that. And I think, I can't remember if I'm remembering this right, but I think I've got Magnemites that like open the locks on the door. It's really goddamn cool. Like see if you had a game like that where it was just like Rainbow Six Pikachu. I, I would play it. That'd be amazing. But yeah, because you could send like, you could send your Magnemites to like cut the power, the phone lines and everything like that. That'd be lovely. Okay, so we've been taken hostage but then the Pokemon SWAT have come and they've saved us. We're out and free. So you kind of touched on this briefly, but like, if you'd be able to elaborate a bit more, what's our like mode of transportation? Do we have to use Pokemon for that as well? It depends what region you're in, because if you're in the region in Southern Moon, you get something called Raid Pokemon. And Raid Pokemon, sorry, can I just like completely off topic here, but there's a particular moment where you find one of the Raid Pokemon in a cemetery and it's carrying this old woman. The reason he's carrying this old woman in a cemetery is because she explains to you, oh, my um, Machamp, which I'm presuming he was driving the car, because this is the only way I can think of how this Machamp and this guy got into a car crash, and it's said that the guy died, This the husband of the woman died. So ever since then, like before the crash, the husband put the Machamp in a Pokeball, so ever since then, the Machamp's always hated Pokeball, so he tossed his Pokeball away. So that implies some kind of sentience or autonomy amongst Pokemon. Like, if they decide, oh, I don't want to be in a Pokeball, they could just crush it like that. That is terrifying, though, because as you say, what are you going to do to stop a Machamp? Yeah, get in your Pokeball. And as you say, what, a Machamp's just going to fold you up like cheap soup? Do you know what? It's like really bad quality control in the Pokemon <laughs> universe. In the game, you're supposed to, like, fight the gyms and you're supposed to defeat the Elite Four. And as a gameplay mechanic, it makes sense that the more badges you get, the more powerful Pokemon will be. In the real world, if we were living in that world, could you just buy a badge off of Etsy? Or is it, like, a spray they give you? Like, How do, how do the Pokemon tell as well? Like, I presume there's, like, the equivalent of Scouts in the, in the Pokemon universe. Can I just go up to, like, a Venusaur and be like, oh, like, I have my first aid badge here in my not tying badge obey me <laughs> is it going to like recognize that or in the anime it's implied that there's like more gyms out there you know okay, like yeah. obviously in the games it's eight gyms that's your lot but in the anime it's like oh you you've got this gym that's trying to be legit and trying to get his license or something who from i don't know the pokemon league and it's like who's the pokemon league oh it's the elite four plus the champion so it's like i don't know centralized power to decide who gets to own a business. Is that why there's so much crime here? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's a question for you. I have got a thought-out answer for this, but if you were the head of a criminal team, how would you take over the Pokemon world? Ooh, good question. So it seems that we're lacking central authority here. (laughs) Is it 
terrible. Like, tell me if I'm a terrible, I think I'm a terrible person, but tell me how terrible a person I am. And my literal thought was, if I could find a way to gather the elite four together, <laughs> and a pine cone into the room. <laughs> Does that just wipe out any government? And it's just pure anarchy. Are you seriously taking the beginning of Johnny English to heart? <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> or just stick a pine cone in a coffin. Oh, I can't believe my first thing was murder the elite four. Like, rather, <laughs> oh, I'm a terrible person. Please, like, stop me from saying anymore. How would you like take over? Mines would be very boring, and I had a very long discussion about this, both with myself and with a very vexed <laughs> partner, about how I would take over the Pokemon world. It would be very boring, but I feel as if at the very beginning, you know, you have to get money, so like, how do you get money? You would have to like, beat up the same child like every day, or the same row of children as it were, or maybe trainers, you know, maybe the old cue ball or two, get their money, you know, accumulate a small wealth, get a posse together, and then kind of work your way and try and weave your way into because I'm gonna assume that there's only like one major company producing like pokeballs and things like that seems seems fair I mean don't get me wrong they're probably different region based ones but I, I get the feeling there's like a kind of like a Disney one mm. you know you've got Selfco in Saffron City but I feel as if they're probably like an umbrella corporation yeah, or subsidiary or whatever so you would try and get your way into there and try and get into like a very prominent position and then you would essentially seize the means of production so what I'm saying is you would need to seize the pokeballs <laughs> Right, so if you manage to manufacture, no, no, if you manage to manufacture like a, if you manage to like manufacture a shortage of pokeballs, right, and you you control the means of production here, all you have to worry about are the weirdos who can like talk to Pokemon and get them to fall in their own free will. So you don't got to worry about them. So you can just send your goons out, you know. Which at this point they've got very well tailored suits because you're running a company at this point. You don't you don't want them to look like street thugs. No, no, no. We've got dapper gentlemen to sort out that business. And then you know, I, I'm assuming there would be like a kind of subsidiary of that company that you know controls the potion market and the healing items so basically what I would do and this is going to sound very much like a parallel to real life so I apologise in advance but what I would do is I would start like a war of information okay So I would slant the Pokemon centers and I would say, oh, your Pokemon will only get stronger if, you know, you heal them on the battlefield with like our items, whereas they're going to get like weak and mushy. Because obviously level-headed people, they're they're not going to believe that, okay? But it's like the strong idiots who are going to think, yeah, I want a strong Pokemon. And that's the whole ethos of Pokemon trainers who want to, you know, they want to become strong, they want to fight everything. They'll accept anything you say because you're a reputation business. They bought a potion from you once and it used to be 200 polka dollars now it's a thousand. And if you can think of the parallel, well done because I'm not going to say it out loud. But then the only thing you would have to worry about is like 10 year olds trying to break in to stop your plan. That is the one floor you have in fact. <laughs> the 10 year old's going to mess you up. Just build a gate or something. <laughs> <laughs> A knee-high gate. Like, put a tree. Put, like, a tree. Because, let's face it, you're never going to go into an enemy base with the move cut, are you? <laughs> so you can't get you can't get by a nice fur and bonsai. <laughs> I knew we should have hired a better security guard than that bonsai tree. It's just a bonsai with a security cap on it. <laughs> 
And then that's it. You would take over the world. And of course, you would get like some splinter groups who would be like, oh, we're going to take over the planet with Mewtwo, Lugia, whatever legendary Pokemon you want to throw in there. And of course, with the shortage of Pokeballs, people would be demanding Pokeballs to try and catch this creature to stop the devastation. And then all the cards are in your hand. So tell me, Adam, am I a psychopath? You have thought that through so well. I mean, I still like my plan just chucking a pine cone to the Elite Four. Like copy meeting, but I I cannot fault her pure like genius mustache twirling planning. That is one of the greatest master plans I've ever heard. What you just laid out. Apart from ten year olds like messing up, I can see no other flaws. I mean, other than like someone getting wise. I mean, you could just throw them out a window. Exactly right as well. But like you say to about people getting wise, like people are probably too busy worried. Like, oh god, did I did I turn my Charmander off before I left home today? Or is it going to burn my house down? Nobody has time to see your Machiavellian. Machinations like occurring. Now all I need is a team name. I mean, Team Pokeball Grabbers is probably. <laughs> that sounds like your team's into something else. I'm going to be honest. Seize the balls of production. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the PR department got fired recently. I just want to point that out. We're sorting through some teething issues. <laughs> We'll come up with a rebrand for it. Oh my god. I love how I love how when we left the house we were trying to just find Moomoo Milk and now you've like plotted a way to like seize power <laughs> in the Pokemon universe. Well let's say it failed and that ten year old bait me up in the first hurdle. Oh. No. So we're back to Moo Moo Milk territory. Right, okay, so again, I'm still looking for a mode of transportation, right, okay? And this brings me to another point, okay? So, do you know when you have a car in the real world, which we live in, like now, you have to be careful with pollution and everything, and it has to get checked, and you can get fined if it's exceeding that limit. If I have a coughing, do I have to worry about similar things? You know, all I'm thinking of is just the eco-activists of this world, <laughs> just, like, catching all the coughings, and what would you even do with that? Like, all the coughings, all the mucks, all the trubbishes, all these, like, pollution Pokemon, where would they go? Because surely if you gather them together in one place, that's even worse. Yeah. And you would just kill yourself because like the amount of stuff that's being like pumped out into whatever location you're holding all these things into cannot be good for the, the human respiratory system. So is that like in the elite forward room? Yeah, that's it. See if I can't find any pine cones, I'll just let a ton of coughings go. Do you know what I love is the fact that you didn't even go for like Voltorb or Electrode, which are like <laughs> the icons of blowing up in the series. You went for Pinko. I don't know why I keep going with Pinko. It's the one that I just always remember explodes. So I just remember in the anime, Brock has one and he just keeps exploding in his like face every time. So yeah, technically you can ride Pokemon as well, but yeah, would you want to? Like, would you want to go to work on a Charizard's back? Because I'm going to be honest, Charizards are a lot shorter. I actually thought they're like five foot six I think yeah like that that was so funny because I like you I always imagine Charizard to be like massive things from just seeing them in like box art and everything but to hear it's like five foot six like I know it can still like set me on fire but it seems less intimidating though yeah it doesn't seem as intimidating does it yeah well that's at least one less thing I feel like I worry about if I'm not gonna like cower and fear them in I see a Charizard but then again can you imagine you're like out for your walk with your pet Growlithe or your pet Eevee or whatever and then someone's like just walking in their Charizard. You would not want to pick up their droppings. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you just collapse it? <laughs> to be honest, like my, my partner was telling me recently, so we have quite a small dog. My partner was telling me one time when she was out, she um, was walking by somebody who had a husky, and like, while we use like fairly small poop bags to pick up our, our dog's dirt, this guy had like a carrier bag that he was 
confusing for this husky. So now I'm just imagining, like, what the hell would you need for, like, a chart or, like, a growlith or something? What, is there a bag big enough to pick up its crap? Well, would it not just be on fire? Oh, my God, it'd be on... Oh, it'd be on fire as well. Oh, an unsanitary world. <laughs> There's flaming <laughs> shit everywhere. Oh my God. Adam 2022. Just... <laughs> Something's up, I can't just flaming shit everywhere. Oh my God. But can you take your Pokemon for a walk? If I'm walking and then, like, I see somebody else walking like Pokemon and I'm like, oh, evening, I've made eye contact and we have to fight. Yes and no, because if you look at, and this shows how much of a Pokemon nerd I am, but if you look at Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, the remakes of um, Pokemon Silver and Gold, you actually get the feature where a Pokemon can walk behind you, which okay. in theory, absolutely, it's really cute and it's amazing. But people have drawn fan art of people walking in with like an onyx. <laughs> And it's like, they walk into this Pokemon Center and they're like, hi there. It's just this Onyx crashing <laughs> through the ceiling <laughs> because it's so goddamn big. That's just a nightmare. That's when you call the insurance people, though. Does that count as like an act of God if an Onyx like rips your ceiling into? Probably. But what if you took in a legendary? See, this is the worry as well. Like, anybody could go up and catch a legendary. Can you imagine that? Just having that power in your hand and being like, what do I even do with this? I can't go to like the local tournament with a Mewtwo. Can you imagine like all these kids coming up and going, oh, I'm going to beat you with my with my uh, Caterpie. Go Caterpie. And then you're like, I summon forth Arceus, god of all time and space. <laughs> the bringer of the end. You would be shitting yourself. Like, even as an adult, I'd be shitting myself. I'd be like, oh, oh, is, is this how we're going to play? Do you know what's the only thing that would be worse than that? Right, okay, so we're out and we're out and we're, we're still trying to get our, our Moo Moo milk. But <laughs> I like him we're still on. We're still <laughs> trying to get through it. We then meet somebody and they invite us to a dinner party or just a party they're having, right? Okay, and we go over there, all right, and we're getting to know everybody. Can you imagine there was somebody at the party who had caught a legendary Pokemon? How insufferable they would be all night as they just one upped any story that anybody else picked up. Somebody would be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I had this massive fight with Onyx and I eventually caught him. But, uh, well, let me tell you. Well, let me tell you about the time I caught Arceus. How insufferable would that be to be sitting there as this person just reeling off this? one story over and over again. There's actually a character, I can't remember if his name's Tobias or something like that, that's really kind of your stereotypical, exactly who you would think of. If I'm going to send you a picture of him right now as we talk, but he's got like the poncho, and he's got two Pokemon, I think, that are legendaries. Yeah, but he's got this weird is that a, I don't know, is that a crop top jacket? What the hell is that? Hold on, let me just send it to you. Yeah, this guy. Oh my god. Um, what the hell do you call that? Like, <laughs> did you say poncho? It looks like part poncho. It's some of the pictures that looks like a longer poncho, and then other ones that looks like a crop top. Whoever it is, whatever you call that, that part would be insufferable to give any kind of contact with, I can imagine. Oh yeah. No, I totally agree with you, though. It would just be, ooh, look at me, and look at my wonderful darker eye, as that picture shows, or, oh, look at my wonderful, I don't know, Muse, Celebi, whatever. Can you imagine that, coming to a dinner party and being like, oh yeah, I caught a... I caught a Metapod while I was out Yeah, I caught a Metapod out in the garden because it was leaving a flaming <laughs> shit there. What about you? Oh yes, I caught the Guardian of Time, and it's like, I beg your pardon? Yeah, Celebi, it's, it's in this ball, it's like, why the hell do you have the Guardian of Time? <laughs> A pocket. Oh, Pokemon, go to catch them all. Dude, you're gonna fuck up the timeline. We're gonna get terminators because of you. <laughs>
You are so right, though. Like, I never even thought about that. People's ability to just grab these virtual weapons of, like, mass destruction and just have them and just show them off at dinner parties. But do you know there's, like, Pokemon Wars in the games? Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. In Pokemon X and Y, there's, like, a full-on Pokemon War. And because of that, there's, like, a super weapon they fire and it, like, wipes out everybody. Why? And then this guy gets, like, cursed and he lives for 3,000 years. And genuinely, I don't know. I feel as if that's what the series kind of went off the deep end. It was set in France, okay? It was set in Pokemon France. It was a different time. Oui, oui, monsieur. Is this like an interstate conflict? I think it's a civil war. I don't think it's specified. Genuine. I know, France civil war. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cheese baguette, you know, name another iconic duo there. But I actually don't know if it was if it's like an intercontinental war or it's just a... I actually don't know. I can't even remember. It's just a war anyway. And then they fire a super weapon to which the boss is like well I want to fire it because your choices of legendaries in that game and I kid you not I'm genuinely I'm going to send you another picture but it's either the choice between having a flying piece of bacon or <laughs> Princess Mononoke's tear and I'm not even exaggerating for all the Pokemon fans out there My you'll God. know exactly what I'm talking about but have you seen the legendaries in this game? No I'm not that aware of I am I am excited though to see Oh my god, that is literally a flying bit of bacon you weren't like. <laughs> what does it do? Like, what's its special powers? I don't know, it brings darkness or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't ask it round for dinner. <laughs> Oh, that would be bad if you had, like, the insufferable douchebag just like, Ooh, I feel like some bacon. Let me just release my Pokemon. (laughs) Oh, you're a dick. This thing just flying around, like, in the corners. And you you know for a fact someone would try and bring it down just to cook it out of spite. (laughs) Okay, so we've left a dinner party because things are getting too real. We still haven't got our milk yet. We still need <laughs> to get our milk before we go back. Yeah, so what's next for us then? Right, what if I want to get a job in this world? I've just realised that I don't actually have the money to buy the milk because I'm on, I've not got a job. What kind of jobs can I get here? And a serious answer, if you're going by anime and like film logic, then there are different professions. You know, there are shopkeepers and things like that. But if we're going purely by game logic here probably the quickest way is to beat children and like adults on the side of the road just this is like a vicious cycle basically then there's no way to escape (laughs) the only way for us to get money to buy the moomoo milk is to join this cycle of like getting pokemon and beating up other people's pokemon and taking their money pretty much yeah my god it's like prison rules out here i was gonna say it's like bioshock infinite (laughs) break the cycle (laughs) Oh my god. Oh. Okay, so let's say, right, okay, so that's the only way we, we, we need to get a Pokemon. So, so we need to go beat up some kids, so we have to get a Pokemon. What's our first move to go get a Pokemon? Well, we need to get a Pokeball. And oh my god, we need money to get a Pokeball too. Right, and what I say is we just jump the first kid with a Pokemon. Okay? Right, that's a good just, point, right. Okay, let's say we, let's say we jump... Why are we taking him. his Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, okay, why not? Let's just skip step two. We'll take his money and his Pokemon. He's not going to need a, I don't know... Well, what would you have, like a Ratata? You're taking a Pokeball off him, you're like stealing his Pokemon now and everything. Okay, here's the thing, right? See if we steal his stuff, okay? Yeah. Like, let's say he has a Metapod, right? We release the Metapod, we, we brandish it as a weapon, okay? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, sorry, continue. 
We're brandishing them at a part of the weapon. We command it to harden. Of course, hardens because it's terrified for its life. We start going in Conan the Barbarian style, smacking. I don't know what we're going to do. Wait a minute, are we attacking the kid who's met a part we just stole? No, no, no. We're not barbarians here. <laughs> Wait, are we, are we conducting like an armed robbery with a metapod here? We are now. <laughs> Put the money in the bag. Put the money in the metapod. <laughs> so let's say the heist went well. <laughs> All this for a pint of milk. Okay. Let's say the heist went well and the metapods got us ample supplies. We've got our Pokeballs, we've got our money, we've got our, you know, we've got everything to catch our first Pokemon. Where are we going from there? I feel like in classic Pokemon logic, we either have to go to a forest or we've got to go to a meadow. Meadow. Meadow, yes, I know you're not in the forest, so we're going to go to a meadow. So what kind of Pokemon do we find in the meadow? Are we looking at like our classic Caterpies and Weedles and the like? Yeah, it would ramp up the further you get into the region. So, you know, you would start with your Caterpies, your, yeah, your Weedles, your probably there's some Magikarp if there's a lake. You've got your Pidgeys, your Spearows, your Oddishes, again, running away from the vegans. That's a lore we're building is incredible, by the way. What do you think would be a good? What do you think would be a good one to get as a star? Oof, that's a good question. Do you know what would be better? See if we went to like one of the starting towns before anyone like jumps on me for this. This actually does happen in Pokemon Gold and Silver, where your rival comes in and steals a Pokemon. I say we just wait till it's dark, and then just <laughs> as the professor's leaving, okay, we get our Metapod and we beat him. Yeah, up. <laughs> just in the back of the head, smack him with a Metapod. Nice, I like it. Okay, so we run in, and we've got three choices. What what's our option? Oh, so I, I guess it's just like classic starters then. So we've, we've got a fire, a water, and a grass type, basically. Yeah, so it depends on the region, really. Hmm. What type would you be inclined to go for? Well, probably not fire, because I brought this up to you before, but I have a bad enough time stopping my dog from chewing my house. <laughs> it's cinders. So, like, having my dog breathe fire or water... <laughs> would probably not be the best. I feel as if a grass type would be more mild and calm, but again, you would have to watch. I've got a question here though, right, okay. I suffer from hay fever. Is this going to exacerbate my hay fever having a grass? Okay, fine then, fine then. The grass is out. Do you think it would? Probably, because it knows, like, stuns more. Oh, and things like that. so we're going to get knocked out, basically. All I'm saying is, I'm not going to be standing there battling and I say, oh, Bulbasaur, you stun spore, and you go, actually, I'm, I'm allergic. Uh, Offer. <laughs> right, I tell you what, you made such an excellent point there about the fire and water damage. I'll risk the respiratory problems. We'll take the grass type. I'll get a mask or something and I'll be all fine. Okay, so we've got our grass type. Are we just saying Bulbasaur? Or uh, I, any... I mean, I'm happy to say whichever. What's your favourite grass type? I would say Bulbasaur, right, say to Bulbasaur, be honest. Then. Pokemon's one of those games where it's like, I love the designs of the starters and things, mm. but if they were in real life, I'd be terrified. Like, in particular, Totodile, which is like this cute alligator. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty scary. Alligators in real life, and I'm like, no, no, I would not have that in my house. Sleeping on my bed. Imagine waking up and it's like, oh, for alligator. It's like, no, fuck, get out of my bed. So yeah, we've got a cute Bulbasaur and a Metapod that's we're brandishing. That's, that's seen some. That's seen some shit. <laughs> We're trying to make sure, so what we'll do is we'll go back to the Pokemon store and get like a sticker that says B on it, and then we'll slap it onto the Metapod so it can't evolve. Because you can't really press B in this universe. Like, to stop a Pokemon evolving, you press B. 
How, how do you stop a Pokemon evolving? Oh, I love that there's like genuinely a sticker that just does that. Like, just always slap on your Pokemon. Well, let's see. That's a makeshift solution. Whether or not it's going to pay off, we'll see. But why are we not evolving our Metapod? Because it's a great blunt instrument. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. You know, I forgot about that. That's true. Well, look, all I'm saying is, have you ever tried to hit anything with a butterfly? <laughs> Good, good point, good point. We'll stick with the Metapod. Yeah, okay, so we're going down West Side Story, kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we've got Bulbasaur on one side, we've got our Metapod in hand. Okay, where are we off to next, Adam? Right. Well, we're trying to get to a bigger town, aren't we? Because that way we can we can make some we can make some good dollars. Does that mean we have to go through a forest? In the quickest way possible. In all honesty, I think the only justification for me getting a fire type in this universe is to keep away the B-rolls. <laughs> is to burn the forest down. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> burn it down and then call it an act of God. <laughs> Oh no, what a terrible accident. Those damn Jotoians. As your Cyndaquil is still like smouldering away, like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, shh, go away, I'll pay you later. <laughs> Here's the question, though. Yeah. See if we do, like, let's say hypothetically, the forest uh, meets an unfortunate end, and we do walk through it, and we go to the first town. Are we battling the first gym, or...? I feel like we're caught in the cycle. That's what I'm saying. Like, I genuinely feel like we've got caught in this vicious cycle now. I feel like we have to, because now that we have Pokemon, they clearly don't respect us that much, because we we've not got any gym badges. <laughs> so to get their respect, we're going to have to get a gym badge here. I'm sorry, are you implying that the Metapod we just used to commit like robbery that's kind of respect us it's like wow I didn't respect him before when I was getting bludgeoned against the professor's head but now he's got the boulder badge ooh Wait, let's face it, the only reason this Metapod hasn't run away right now is because it physically can't. That is true. It's trying to evolve, we are just like duct taping it together. <laughs> duct taping it to stop it. We just keep putting bees stickers on it, as you say. So I feel like we have to go get a gym badge now. We're trapped in the thing, and plus that'll probably get us some good money, right? So we can finally get our milk. <laughs> So, of course, we roll in, there's clearly no moo-moo milk. And are we going to make a beeline just straight to the gym? Of course, because there's always a couple of lackeys, isn't there? Do you know what I'm thinking? It's just like, I'll say to you, right, I'll handle them, you go to the gym leader. So you take Bulbasaur up, and I'm just going to be beating these. <laughs> like... You need help, you're like, nope, nope, I got it here, everything's good. Nope, everything's fine, nothing to see here. <laughs> Metapod taking a beating, oh, level 90 at this point. <laughs> I love the fact that the Metapod is gaining levels just the fact that you're using it as like a fun weapon. I love that that is happening because it totally would as well. Oh my god. Well, so we've got a grass type right and we're in a rock gym. So we should be pretty good to take out this guy, I feel like. So I, I feel like we're pretty much a cinch to get our badge. Let's say we get our first badge. kind of feel like we need to get another one. I don't like the fact that we've got all the spaces left. Here's the thing, though. Like, we've only got two Pokemon. Like, a Bulbasaur oh and Oh, my a... God. We need to go catch some more and grind them up right back to the forest. What about the milk, though? Here's the thing, though, right? Okay, so do you know, like, when you're, like, levelling up in Pokemon games, it often involves you just walking your character up and down, like, bits of grass. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'd see that in, like, the, in the actual Pokemon universe? There's been people just walking around patches of grass. Probably. It would be, like, very inconvenient to walk in any grass without being grabbed by, like, a, I don't know, like, a Rattata or... Or something. Do you think, like, as well, like, do you know how like, some places in the real world there you see, like, on Pagways, like, no ball games and stuff? Is there, like, no levelling up your Pokemon? Probably. What with just, like, a flaming pile of Charizard <laughs> shit in the middle. <laughs> it's like, I don't obey the rules. Also, how 
tall does the grass have to be? That is a good question, because in the later games, there's like grass that obviously is like probably ankle high, knee yeah. high, whatever. But in Ruby and Sapphire, it's like it covers your entire head. So like, it's the size of an average 10 year old. So where would that come up to us? Like our waist? Maybe? Yeah, I feel like waist waist. If I let my lawn grow enough then, does that mean eventually it becomes, I'm going to have to worry about like people just wandering into my home to try to find Pokemon? What if you were though, just like cutting your grass and then all of a sudden, <laughs> what, what if there were people trapped inside your grass? Just like, help, I've been here for seven days. Yes, yeah, just uh, closing the door back over. <laughs> I thought at first you were talking about you were like talking about what would happen if you cut your guys and you start running down all these Pokemon with your like lawnmower. See, I was going to go that direction, <laughs> and I decided to stop because I'm the better man in this case. <laughs> Not me, I'll call you a one. But that's the thing though, you wouldn't be able to cut your grass. Because like Pokemon Peter would come round. Pokemon Peter's a weird one, because uh, off topic, but that is one of the more interesting teams in like the whole Pokemon universe. That and they dress like knights, which is pretty cool. Or like, you know, the tunics and the hoodie things, which I think is sick. But anyway, sorry, my fashion appeals aside. They, they actually come to towns in groups, and their leader like comes out and he gives a big speech and he's got like the wild hair and everything. Did you know his son, as well, talks to Pokemon? Huh. Like, he can actually understand Pokemon legitimately. He's not like a psychopath. But can you imagine that? You're walking along, and then this green-haired anime-looking mofo comes up, and he's like, your Metapod did what? <laughs> You're talking about Pokemon, eh? Yeah, we've got a choice. Do we ignore the man or do we silence? I think we're hitting with our Metapod. Yeah, just run. Yeah, just hit him with the Metapod and run. The journey of the Moo Moo Milk is currently ongoing. And can I just say as well, this is a problem in particular for the earlier games like Red and Blue and things where I don't think they quite knew how to portray Pokemon. You know, obviously it's its own world, it's got its own ecosystem and that, especially nowadays with 900 plus Pokemon, but at the same time, they had some, like, real-life comparisons called Meowth, the cat Pokemon, Pikachu's like a rat, Lieutenant Surge in Vermilion City is the Lightning American. Yeah. So, the American army exists. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Like, I know people will be like, oh, it's not Canada anymore, but it's like, hypothetically, out of all the world, the Americans are there and they've got an army. <laughs> of course, of course they are. Is that what armies consist of in this universe, though? Is it, like, majoritively Pokemon trainers? It must be, because in each gym, you get people like, oh, I served under Lieutenant Surge and all this, and it's like, in what war? <laughs> What's going on here? Was it like freaking was it like freaking Pikachu storming Omaha Beach <laughs> Stuff like But that's the thing though, it's like the whole civil war I told you about, the one in X and Y, that didn't happen until three thousand I think it's three thousand years prior. So like what war was he fighting in? Because there's clear like dialogue saying, I served under Lieutenant Surge. It's like, how? Why? Where would America invading in the Pokemon universe? You know what? I don't even want to know. <laughs> There's also a Pokemon entry where it's like, I can't remember, I think it's Raichu, that they say its electricity is like strong enough to paralyse an Indian elephant. Why it specifies Indian elephant, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I can't like put my finger on why they're like, you know what? It's like really big and would take a lot of electricity to kill an Indian elephant. And it's like... Why? Can we talk about another thing? So let's say hypothetically we um, blast through, you know, the first couple of gyms. Yeah. In every region, they usually have like a creepy city. You know, all the ones that the creepy pastors are written after. They've basically got like a big city that's just a graveyard. 
essentially. And you're like, well, first of all, that's creepy as hell. But second of all, ghosts exist in this universe. But can I just point out, not just Pokemon ghosts, because you might be thinking, well, obviously you've got Ghastly, Gengar, Haunter, Shuppet, you know, those kind of Pokemon. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not even talking about those. I'm talking about real life human ghosts. <laughs> No, seriously. They're in X and Y. They're in, I think, Diamond and Peril. You go into, like, a mansion and there's, like, a young girl with her butler, I think, at one point. Yeah, there's loads of ghosts. And there's, like, a supermarket in Sun and Moon that's just infested with them. <laughs> a supermarket? Yes. Right, so we can't go there to get our moon milk, then? Not in that region, no, because it's, like, abandoned. It's actually, I think it's the only place that I can remember off the top of my head that has a proper supermarket. Like, I don't mean, like, how you convenience store or a department store I mean like a proper trolleys aisles but because obviously it's abandoned it looks more like a kind of Soviet era gulagy like supermarket right so literally this world right okay this world that only has like as you say small like poker stores and convenience stores and stuff they opened up a big proper supermarket and everybody just went nah I'll just stick to going to the poker store what loyalty to local business there is here you'd be surprised but like everybody here is now like oh just Amazon it's, it's like small businesses die off apparently it's complete reverse in the Pokemon universe if I'm understanding that right it's like get out of here big supermarket chain we'll let loose a ton of ghastlies into your store here's a very disgusting question for you though God. see if you had a water Pokemon let's say hypothetically you were in the day Okay, let's say you're in the Ori region, oh, right? And Pokemon Coliseum, where you're in like this desert, okay? There's only right. one city, or maybe two, that have a water source, okay? The rest of them, it's pretty slim pickings, right? What if you had a water Pokemon with you? What if we chose Squirtle and we felt thirsty? Could we get it to vomit in a cup? <laughs> Is that viable, or would we just be drinking his... The questions that we've asked each other tonight are... <laughs> You wouldn't want to, but in desperate times, this is like the 127 hours later version of Pokemon. <laughs> How did we end up here from where we went from milk and we've ended up in the desert? Right. Also, where have we got a cup from? Why did we carry a cup with us, but nothing in the liquid in the cup? Okay, let's say it's like a crevice in the back of our damaged metapod, okay? <laughs> Oh, okay, right, okay. More horrifying, but also more believable. I think, but right, surely we'll have taught him some attacks. Yeah, like water gun. But it's like, it's coming out of his mouth, though. Like, oh, thanks for this refreshing drink of Squirtle juice. I'm going to be honest with you here. We're stuck in the desert, right, okay? It's either we drink Squirtle's mouth water, or else we're drinking each other's pee. Like, it's literally the only option to be happy, right? I'm sorry, why each other's pee? <laughs> What, you want to drink? Oh, wait, you want to or drink your own pee then, fair enough. I don't want to drink either. That's quite insulting to you. I just, I would have liked to have been consulted before I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Imagine we're dehydrated in the desert and you just turned around with a random cup, like, here you right. go, <laughs> drink my piss. <laughs> Excuse me? The town's over there. You're like, there's no time. Drink no my time. piss. <laughs> right, so are you going to drink your own piss or are you going to going to drink Squirtle. I think I'm going to... Are you going to stand in front of Squirtle while I say use water cannon in your mouth? Oh my god. Imagine if it evolved into Blastoise. Oh, we'd be dead. Can, can Pokemon attacks hurt humans? Yes, but more in a comical way. Well, it depends. If you're going by game logic, yes, they can. That's why you black out. And I know in Legends Arceus, which is obviously set in the past, Pokemon do attack you. Okay, yeah. And in the manga, it's infinitely worse because they can literally kill you. 
you. Oh, jeez. The less said about that, the better. There's actually, there was a funny thing I was reading where, apparently in the manga, there's like a scene where one of the dads of the protagonist in uh, Ruby and Sapphire tries to control Rayquaza, which is like, you know, the big green serpent that flies around in the sky. Apparently, there's a scene in that, although he comes back to life, there's a scene where like he gets so injured trying to bring this creature down that he dies and <laughs> The funniest thing as well is two seconds later, Team Magma and Aqua, I think, kicked down the door and Team Magma burned his body to make sure he can't do anything with it. Wow. I know, right? Can we go back to talking about Ricky's girls? <laughs> oh, it's so much messed up stuff in this universe. <laughs> okay, let's say we get out of the desert, okay? We, we drank from the water gun. We did. We chose the bad ending, okay? We only lost half our health. <laughs> I love how, like, we were getting badges and then two seconds later we ended up in the desert. <laughs> I'm just like, well, this isn't Albuquerque. But... <laughs> Here's a question for you. What would you say if I said to you these two words? Pokemon, multiverse. <laughs> I'm not even joking, man. I would it. say, go on. <laughs> so, the Pokemon multiverse is a very real thing. I don't actually remember when it was established. I think kind of loosely and informally it was established when, you know, you have red version and blue version and it's supposed yeah. to be like two separate worlds. Mm. Which you think, okay, that's fair enough. You know, everyone goes on their own journey and everything. That's that's fair enough. But around the time of the 3DS era when we were getting X and Y, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, you know, those games. By the time we actually got to those games, they started introducing a lot of wacky things. This is when, like, the big super weapon and genocide baiting started. Oh, this is when it went for it, is it? Yeah, this is the only thing I can think of because there's an extra story you can play at the very end of the game. Once you complete it in Alpha, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby, after you do that, it's like a new story made specifically for that game. And you bump into this girl called, I think it's Zinnia or something, who's like obsessed with getting Rayquaza, you know, the sky dragon yeah. that got someone's dad burnt. <laughs> And she's obsessed with getting it, and you realise that there's a meteor heading for Earth. So apparently this meteor is going to destroy all life on the planet. Now the champion, keep in mind this is a champion of this region, probably the person with some of the most authority, well ex-champion technically because you bet him, but you know what I mean, a champion of the region with authority. He suggests, he goes into this laboratory and he suggests that they open a wormhole to send the meteor to another dimension, which is like heavily implied that this other dimension is like generation one and two, you know, the wow. games that you couldn't connect to the other games. That is one way to rewrite your canon, bloody hell. Yeah, so it's like... You know, films didn't do that. Well, they don't do it in the end, they close the portal. Oh, okay, fair. But it's just the implication of that, though, that he was willing to commit genocide. It's like, what? I mean, I know Pokemon games are dark, but they just get silly levels of dark. I mean, as I said, in Pokemon Sun and Moon, you've got implications of, like, child abuse for characters, implications of mental abuse and things. It, it just it gets crazy, not to mention, of course, the car crash from a champ, which we already established. The fact he was going to say, oh, yeah, let's just sacrifice another world for ours for the greater good. And it's like, no. 
horrible idea. A couple of minutes ago, I was like riding a bike going do, 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 do. And then two seconds later, it's like, oh, by the way, you're about to die. And I was like, what? So, of course, the way they resolve that is you take control of Rayquaza and you burst open the meteor and what's inside the meteor but an alien. I wish I was kidding. No, this is legit. It's actually an alien Pokemon. Just when I thought I was getting the hang of this universe and I'm like, right, I'm coming to grips with it now. I know how to go get myself a pint of milk and everything. You bring in some goddamn aliens. No, really. So there's these aliens introduced in Generation 3 called Deoxys, I think. They've got different forms and things and they're weird. I just, I don't know where they're from. I know they're supposed to be that kind of idea of, oh, the mystical, because there's other alien Pokemon that exist Mm -hmm. in the games. But on top of that, we also have another subset called Ultra Beasts, which the only reason I bring them up to the forefront just now is right now, as we record this episode, Pokemon Go is having a special event right now where you can catch Ultra Beasts and things like that. And essentially, they are separate creatures from Pokemon. They're like a kind of subset of Pokemon that live in their own yeah. dimensions. And some of these things are just nightmare fuel. They made these videos of these creatures coming into our like world, and there's like once are like it's tall as skyscrapers there's one that's like literally a mosquito with muscles that's all I can describe it as he's literally he's called a uh, buswell a mosquito with muscles <laughs> You've got that. You've got a jellyfish that can attach itself to people like a parasite and basically take over their mind. You've got one that looks like an origami figure, but it's like a katana, or it chops things up like a katana. You've got one called, I think it's Guzzlord, which is like a massive, you know, never-ending eating machine. You've got, oh god, you've got this like dark version, which I have to admit, I didn't play these games, but it's like an ultra sun and moon, where it purposely latches on to the legendaries to create like this really horrible twisted abomination. Oh this is fun. You've also got one that looks like a clown wearing like a daft punk helmet. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Blasophilon. Do you see what I mean about the Ultra Beast though? Yeah these ones are mad. I really don't want to meet any of these. These honestly look like something out of like a Five Nights at Freddy's game. <laughs> They actually do as well. Does that mean as well there's like the Pokemon equivalent of Area 51? I wouldn't be surprised. Would it be Lieutenant Surge that was like in charge of it? (laughs) That's where he was at. The war against the Ultra Beasts. But I mean, these Pokemon are so powerful that they can actually... And I'm going to send you a very lovely picture. And I hope you can get to sleep after this. I mean, sleep is not going to come visit me tonight, so send away. Well, here is a picture of a... It's a buzzsaw and it is sucking the life juice out of Snorlax. Oh my, oh no, oh no. (laughs) That's actually an episode of the anime, yeah. Why? Like a deflated balloon. Apparently the Snorlax is fine because anime logic, but... I refuse to look at that imagery again. (laughs) I threw my phone across the room after seeing that. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a particular episode in the anime where they're hunting down Ultra Beasts and a buzzsaw comes through and it starts like attacking different creatures and it ends up, it comes face to face with a Snorlax and it literally dives its beak in. And if anybody's seen Dragon Ball Z, it's very similar to the way Cell absorbs people, where it's like this big insect monster that like sticks his tail in and he sucks out like everything and say, oh, it's, it's horrible, it's nightmare fuel. But they decided to make that a Pokemon. So not only do we have to worry about the Beedrills, we've got to worry about like their jacked up cousins coming out of a wormhole. The Beedrills don't seem so bad now, to be perfectly honest, after like the thought of like having to deal with organised crime this goddamn buzzwall. I miss the Beedrills now. <laughs> I miss the Beedrills in my dry Macham flakes. 
but we're nearly there. We're nearly I there. I didn't know how good I had it. <laughs> we're nearly there. We've got our Metapod, and I don't know if Bulbasaur's still with us, is he? Oh, I hope it's like he's not. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going next, Adam? Where, where's our final destination? Right, so we crossed the desert, right, okay. We crossed the desert. We visited Area 51 and met the Ultra Beasts. Are we still in Kanto, are we? Well, technically, the desert region is probably somewhere far, far to the east or west. <laughs> right, okay, we're in a different, we're a different region now. Okay, right. What can we even do? What can we do? We must have made some money along. <laughs> well, the stolen money that's stashed in the metaphor. Can we, right, can we sell our stories? Is there, like, newspapers in here? I think so, yeah. Can we sell our story, our adventure story to a newspaper? We can talk about how... Well, you can talk about how you drank your own pee. And I can talk about how, like, I drank squirtles. Squirtle juice, yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's literally going to be the headline right there Peter will come up and throw more red paint on me for that because I mean let's face it see if you were going on holiday it would be an absolute nightmare anywhere you went because one region I don't know if you're very familiar with this region but it's called the I brought it up earlier that's the Ore region technically it's like spelt or but I think someone in the trailer said Ore region so everyone says Ore let's say Oreo region okay the Oreo region is based off of I think the Phoenix Desert, so it's pretty pretty hot okay, <laughs> to yeah. begin with. Pretty warm. And I have to admit, that's pretty cool. That seems like a more realistic take in the Pokemon universe, because you've got like this barren desert, you've got Team Snagum, as I said, and then you've got the bloody geneticists that hide themselves underground, and they decide to <laughs> experiment on you know, all these different Pokemon, and they have Shadow Pokemon, which apparently, didn't realise this, they strip like all the personality and free will out of them, and they just make them like a shell that's like perfect for fighting so not to mention Mewtwo as well do you want to know a fun fact about Mewtwo oh I always want to know some fun Mewtwo facts well according to the manga he had a big spoon I just wanted to point that out that's got no relevance <laughs> good to know because he was a psychic so it's like what what could we do to make him look like a psychic give him a spoon I, I, seriously I'm going to send you another picture of this Mewtwo was spooned because it's I don't be horrified as the last one you said well me. hopefully not Mewtwo was spooned Mewtwo was spooned so Basically, he is the one who's trying to get our Machamp flakes. <laughs> is this been his dastly plan all along? He just wants some of them. Oh my god, that is a joke. You get my whole pack with that? <laughs> I could eat your house with that. <laughs> Good. Oh my god. Me too is after our Machamp flakes now. Yeah, he's trying to stop us from getting the milk because he knows, right? He knows that if we get the milk, that's game over. We're going to be eating them and they're going to get soggy. I just love the image that after all of this, they'll be walking around with a packet as well of Machamp flakes. <laughs> oh, we so obviously dried out in the sun of the desert. Oh, oh worth it though. Worth it. Worth it when we get some Moo Moo milk and we're going to have our dried out sand covered Machamp flakes, I can't wait. With a nice tall glass of Squirtle juice. Oh, a little chaser of your of your piss to watch it. <laughs> just a dram. <laughs> <laughs> So going back to the fun matchup, sorry, the fun. <laughs> I can't get matchup flakes in my mind. Could we just go into marketing instead? Uh, no, I feel like that's where our talents really lie. Yeah. Can we go to university? Is there like an education system in this one? Can we go well, get a degree? Here's the thing, though. There are Pokemon schools, but you never really see any Pokemon universities. So can we just assume that everyone in the Pokemon universe has like the education level of a ten year old? <laughs> 
You just leave, you leave primary school, and it's like, right, off to the meadows in the forest to get your Pokemon. But that would explain why there's like all of these kids running around and adults saying, oh, do you know what would make the world better? Like, especially for Ruby and Sapphire, this isn't a hot take, but it's like, you know what would be better if we had more sun? No, I think it'd be better if we had more rain. You have the mindsets of a 12 year old at best. <laughs> What are you thinking? But sorry, back to the quick Mewtwo fun fact. In the film, there's actually a whole deleted five-minute sequence where they introduce the idea of cloning. It's not in the games, but technically there is a glitch that you can use in Pokemon Silver to clone Pokemon, so I'm going to count it. Cloning exists in this world, okay? In the film, like the very first five minutes, Mewtwo is like a younger version of himself and he's kind of floating around, and he meets this young girl within his dream, and he meets the three like main starters he meets Bulbasaur, Charmander and Squirtle and then they all slowly start disappearing in front of his eyes flashback to the real world and it turns out they're all real but in like jars and flatlining oh my god and the whole <laughs> experiment was to try and bring a doctor's daughter back to life it got pretty dark in generation one I have to say and that's not including if you're walking to the shops and you see like a child flying over you because a ghost type Pokemon tried to kidnap him. Do you know what this world really needs? It really needs some, like, bureaucratic regulation. It needs some red tape. <laughs> it really does. I'm sure there's, like, regulations and rules, but it's all like the badge system. Can you imagine the... <laughs> it's ca- not enough! Can you imagine the counterfeit system? The amount of Etsy stores would blow up in this universe. <laughs> You're like, oh, do you want a, a funky Earth badge or something? And it's like, oh, I can't wait, I'm wearing an Earth badge. The local authorities can't place why a Machamp bet his trainer to death, even though he had an Earth badge. It's like, sources say it could have been a fake. It's like, of course it's a fucking fake. Do you know what the, the gyms really need? They need, like, a guest book or something like that, so you have to sign on the way out. All of this for a pint of milk. This milk better be good. Because I could have easily just gone out and just milked an Oddish to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> is that better or worse than drinking Squirtle juice? You know what? I still think milk in the Orish is something about it. <laughs> I don't know how you milk it. Like, I don't know what I want to know. It's like you're that scene out of Meet the Parents. I have nipples, Greg. <laughs> Can you milk me? <laughs> an Orish sitting there at our dinner party just like... <laughs> oh. Saying that to us, like, I hope I like Moo Moo Milk. I'm getting like, well, that's a bit too bitter for me. What if you don't like it, though? <laughs> well. You do know they sell them for, like, I think it's, like, either, is it 500 or is it 5,000? I can't remember. I think they sell them in bulk. So we could literally have, like, a crate of them. Here's another fun fact. I don't know if you remember this from the old games. Slowpoke Tales. I remember. So, is the Slowpoke Tail like a shell? No, well, there's that as well, but no, it's more to do with chopping off the tails because, like, this was a whole business plan by Team Rocket. They were going to chop off the tails and they said, oh, it doesn't matter because they don't feel pain and it grows back. So then they sold it as, like, a tasty snack. And this is a, this is a game for kids, right? Can I just say, this was in silver and gold. This wasn't, like, a later grimdark edition. This is still very early on in the whole... The things you've told me over the course of this episode, I don't think I'll ever be able to wrap my head around. Here's a question for you. Would gaming be the same in this world? (laughs) Right, because can you imagine trying to make a video game more fantastical than what's outside? Yeah, it's a good point. Like, what kind of video game? Would there literally be, like, a massive cry for, like, simulation games where we can simulate just having a boring job? Mm, That's a good point. And also, what Pokemon is helping you develop your game? Probably Porygon. Then again, it would give you a seizure. (laughs) 
All I'm saying is Porygon was framed. Porygon was framed. I just want to say that. <laughs> just to support Gun. <laughs> it was, seriously. Do you know the story behind that episode? No, 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 no. What was it? So there was an episode very infamously known called Electric Soldier Porygon, where they go into cyberspace with Porygon and they're supposed to stop Team Rocket. Now there's a particular and very infamous scene where there's like missiles fired at them and Ash says, oh, Pikachu, fire a thunderbolt or something. And they hits them and the missiles blow up. But then there's a sequence of like red and blue lights that flash at the same time and you know that caused epilepsy for a lot of children across Japan so therefore oh. the episode wasn't actually brought out here yeah. but because of that they never brought back Porygon into the show again oh, no. oh. yeah like I think he gets a cameo in one or two shows but because of the infamous connotations Porygon got stitched up that's all I'm saying and justice for Porygon as you said look how they massacred my duck boy <laughs> <laughs> See, no, honestly, see if I had a Pokemon in real life, I probably would choose Porygon. I mean, I'm always on my computer and it would be nice to have a Pokemon to go in and be like, oh, this is the problem. What? <laughs> You've not edited it. Can you edit a Porygon, please? <laughs> Pretty please. But as I feel as if, if I had something like, I don't know, Magmar, like, can you imagine? Like the big duck with the ass head. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't, I suppose you couldn't really take that one to like a Pokemon beauty pageant, could you? Oh, there are Pokemon beauty pageants, actually. Oh, I can believe... That's the one thing that I can actually say and believe. <laughs> There's also Battle Towers as well, which, see if I'm honest, I don't see the point. I feel as if it's like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet and then it's like next door. There's like a smaller buffet. <laughs> well, I've already had my film next door. Why would I go here? Well, you got to battle more. you got to prove you're the best. How else are we going to level our Metapod up? Well, that's true. By this point he's level 99 and he's trembling in their hands <laughs> so many dents and ba- oh god poor metapod he's been through too much have you ever heard of the episodes of the anime where it's like he has to say goodbye to his butterfree oh yeah i know that one what would we do for the metapod just throw off a cliff for- <laughs> goodbye <laughs> but not throw it off a cliff but get rid of the evidence you mean well let it evolve and then that way we can throw the shell off yeah well, we can throw the shell away with all our fingerprints after we've dusted it down so here's a fun point for you did you also know that there's an international police in there this is. universe mm-hmm. and there's a guy called Looker who looks like a David Tennant looking person if he was in Pokemon he's like an international agent of I don't know what they're called they're just like called the international police yeah can you imagine getting hunted down by him and then you're like okay we've got to escape and then you end up in I don't know Sinnoh where the time and space creatures are <laughs> and then you fall through the there's also a dimension to hell why well it's, well it's called the distortion realm and it's like everything's upside down everything's warped and it's like this big demon hell creature called Giratina that presides over it so you've got Arceus up above and you've got Giratina down below but where would you go with this I mean I feel as if they've got their whole pantheon of creatures <laughs> It literally feels like that. I did not expect to be talking about religion after a <laughs> Here's a question for you. What kind of religions do you think there would be in the Pokemon universe? Oh my god. I imagine it being like, I can totally see old human religion where it's like, the sun is really powerful and like burns things, let's worship that. Like I can just imagine people picking like the most powerful Pokemon and being like, let's worship that in the hope that it won't burn us alive. Yeah, there would be a lot of legendary worship, wouldn't there? Yeah, of course, yeah. Like I feel like Mewtwo would have a big cult following. I'm just imagining that group of people in robes with like big spoons. <laughs> All hail the cereal giver. Spoons out from you too. <laughs> 
would you say that you would go after the Elite Four after <laughs> World Peace, or would you just go home and just drink your milk? No, I would go back to my original plan. I would chuck a pine cone. <laughs> That's the thing, though, right? Okay, to get this milk, right? Okay, let's just review what we had to do to get this milk. We had to mug a child for his Pokemon. We then had to use a Metapod to commit armed robbery. We then assaulted a professor and stole a Bulbasaur. We may have burnt down a forest. I'm still not clear whether that actually happened or not. Yeah, that's neither proven nor denied. We got a couple of gym badges and, and, and some more assault charges. <laughs> we've crossed a desert where we've drunk some questionable liquids. Right, after all that, if I'm having some milk, I feel like my bar has been reset for like what gives me satisfaction in a rush right now. And I'm not sure Moo Moo Milk's going to cut it. I feel like I'm going to have to take down the Elite Four just to get some kind of adrenaline rush. Well, so are you just going to rush in with the diehard Bruce Willis outfit on, milk bottles <laughs> strapped to your chest, just coming in saying, I'm here to battle? And you just go ask them with the bottles. <laughs> with the bottles? What? Yeah, the bottles of uh, Moo Moo Milk. Oh, of Moo of course, yeah. because yeah. they'll come in glass bottles, surely. Just glass them with that. There you go, you're the champion. They sell them in bulks of six, okay? So assuming... I still have two to drink. Well, assuming, yeah, assuming you can get the jump on them, that's like two spare. <laughs> Once I toss a coughing into the room and they're all like choking <laughs> out, it'll be easy. It's like I can imagine you throw the two at the champion and they miss. The champion says, you missed. And you say, I wasn't aiming for you. And I've got the metapod held up like... <laughs> the bat and I just swing it and the bottle just smacks him on the head oh my god like literally I'm just imagining now as well that like we were just like right Metapod we're gonna let you evolve and get you go free and just before it did we were like oh hang on wait we take the elite four out and we just slap the beast stick back on it for a thing again <laughs> Sorry, old friend, we need you one last time. This butterfly is literally going to kill us the minute we let it free. I don't think we can ever let it evolve. So the police are coming. <laughs> How do we escape prison? Is this when we actually take over oh the region when I pitch my plan to right. you to take over? Oh my god, we need to get a Pokemon with Dig. Here's the thing though, how do Pokemon prisons work though? As you said, you know, you've got Pokemon that can like dig through. Can we take our Pokemon in with us to prison? What happens if Big Jim and like Cell B makes eye contact with us? <laughs> What, my emotional support metapod? <laughs> exactly. What, so is this us prison rules establishing us as the alphas of the prison yard? Yeah, we literally have to we have to go take down Big Jim's book. We have to go bean Big Jim in the back of the metapod our first day in. But what if Big Jim's like had a similar plan to us and he's got like a kakuna that's also battered and it's got a bee? <laughs> Like, do we find, like, common... We'll both be sharing space in the infirmary, then. <laughs> do we find, like, common ground, and it's like that scene out of Predator, where it's like, Big Jim, you son of a bitch! Oh, then we go on wild adventures with Big Jim after this. Yes, and the Pokemon world was literally never the same again. How much more damage can we do to a place that's considered sending a meteor to an alternate dimension, has ghosts, aliens, rampant organised crime? You've also got orphans that fight crime. <laughs> Of course you do. Pokemon X and Y post-game, look it up. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I'm missing. Because not only do you have, like, ancient creatures, like, can you imagine? So Scotland is very well known for its countryside. It's very bountiful, and you get all these, like, rolling hills and fields. Can you imagine just walking through and then one day accidentally stepping into, like, an ancient temple or something? Is there, like, a heritage site organisation here? There must be something. I mean, how effective they are is another question when we have, like, freaking legendary Pokemon, like, 
stomping about. That's not to mention the giant Pokemon, the Dynamax ones, and Sword and Shield, where all it takes is a balding businessman to be like, yes, I want to release this creature that's not going to awaken in 1,000 years. It's like, why? Why do you have no plan? It's like, well... That'll come to me afterwards. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, what were you planning here? What was your what was your hopes? What was your dreams? Why would you do this? Why? And then, of course, you catch a creature and it's like half the size compared to what it was when you fought it. So you're like, well, I'm clearly downsizing, so why would you catch it? You know, imagine bringing that to dinner parties. People would laugh at you. And then you could bring about the end of the world. But at the same time, people would laugh at you. <laughs> The sting's still there. You could live out the rest of eternity in darkness, but at the same time, you're just like, well, even to the last... The shame will never go. Tell <laughs> the shame. The time you embarrass yourself at a dinner party will never will never vanish. Yes, the sweat of your brow as you lamented of the crying of the Pokemon, drinking your moo moo milk <laughs> in your throne. Oh, a wild ride this has been. But I mean, between that, between how the economy would work, as you said, it's a vicious cycle, how healthcare works, because I know technically there are hospitals. There's not hospitals in the games. or in the anime and things but yeah it's wild to think that hospitals are prioritised for Pokemon imagine if it was like here but instead of the NHS serving people it was like a vet version Pokemon are the valuable commodities here like human beings are just grist for the mill or whatever like that. yeah but what health benefits or what benefits in general would you get from a job like you know in America you get like healthcare dental care that kind of what would you get out of a job in Pokemon do you know what you'll get you know what the Healthcare will be like, was like, we'll take care of your Pokemon for you. That'll be the healthcare benefits. I think that's like just a one stop ride or rather one stop excuse to burn down the building. Pretty much. I, I see no other option for us here. Yeah, it's the nuclear option, to be fair. So, is there anything else you want to comment about the Pokemon world? <laughs> anything about this magical, lovely realm of fantasy and death. Can I circle back to one of your very first statements in this episode? This universe is a living hell. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I thought you were being very extreme when we first started this. Why would anybody ever want to live here? This is trying to get a bottle of milk and look what we did. This world is diseased. It turns people into monsters. Pocket monsters. Pocket, yeah, exactly. Pocket monsters. The pocket monsters were us all along. You know how, obviously, when Pokemon die, it's implied that some turn into, like, ghost Pokemon? Is that where the ghost Pokemon come from? Well, I have no idea. This sounds like a good research opportunity, if nothing else, so... Yeah, but, like, as I said before, you've got, like, ghosts that are humans, so can you catch a human ghost? Or... Not that you would want to, mind you, but what if you were trying to catch, like, a Gengar or something, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, I've caught the girl from the ring. What am I supposed to do with this? You've just got a Pokeball with black hair sticking out. You're like, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. Remind me never to open this book. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what you could do, actually? Send it to the, like, head of Southco, right? <laughs> Then that's when we take our aggressive takeover of the company. Oh my god, perfect. And then we start like our business. So then we could have like a Zoom call and it would definitely seem cool from our end, but probably all staticky and everything. But we could be like, do we have your attention now, Mr. Silvco? <laughs> Yes, the Pokeballers are back at it again. Like folk of grab ball. What was it in the grab Pokeball? Oh my god. I grab the means of production. Grab the Pokeballs. Grab the balls of production. That was it. Just, this world oh, is. I love how we started a political movement as well. I know. So if you'd like to join our movement, you can check us out at podbase.com <laughs> forward slash chats For legal reasons, this is a joke. You'll only find past episodes there. Are you still my friend after this? <laughs> 
I mean, I feel like I have to be. We, we've committed so many crimes. I think we're in very big room connected to the hip now. There's no us and Big Jim. There's no, there's no separating the gang. Well, that is indeed true. If we're not in an underground lair building, <laughs> kidnapping people or building super weapons or... What happened to Pokemon? Like, I, I know this is the Pokemon I always bring up when I think of, like, you know, a dark, gritty Pokemon, but the one that always gets me is the... Oh, what is it? The Sandcastle Pokemon, where there's, like, official art of Pikachu getting devoured by a sandcastle. And it's like, why? Why? Why, indeed? There's so many messed up Pokemon. Like, there's a tree ghost Pokemon that apparently lures kids away. Why? As I said, there's a balloon ghost Pokemon that tries to drag children away, but because it's too light, it can't. So kids think, oh, it's playing with me. And it's like, no, it's trying to kidnap you. I I think that kid would grow up with A, severe anxiety for both thinking, oh my God, I was going to get kidnapped, and B, was I too chunky to get kidnapped? So... (laughs) Oh my god. This is horror around every corner here. I mean, it's mostly ghost Pokemon, but there's also like jellyfish Pokemon that actually drag you to the bottom of the ocean. I think it's jelly synths or something like that. They'll drag you to the bottom of the ocean. Like the whole ocean. I am not travelling unless it's on like a boat. I'm not travelling on the back of a Gyarados. Screw that noise. There's no <laughs> way. What with all the tentacles and tentacles, Gyarados as well. Do you know what would be kind of cool, but definitely it would be at the bottom of the food chain far-fetched I mean it comes with its own leak come on <laughs> Look, I was just thinking that it comes with a fucking accompaniment with a side dish basically do you know what's terrifying as well there's some like food based Pokemon like there's one that literally looks like a I think like a moose oh and not not like a Canadian moose more like a <laughs> like a creamy moose there's a dragon that looks like an apple you know there's sick people out there who clearly would be I want to try I don't know if you've seen these videos by the way but there's been a wave of videos on I don't know where they've come from but they've started popping up on TikTok and it's basically showing you people putting down like what you think are sleeping Pokemon and then you see like the animation and you see them chopping up the Pokemon and then serving it as like a dish on the one hand it's like it's absolutely horrific but on the other hand you're like you just know if the Pokemon world was real there would definitely be like can you imagine going into a restaurant with little Timmy and these Bulbasaur and it's like oh yeah we'll have the salad Bulba salad or the grilled charmander so what rather than like a like a bring your own booze type thing it's like a bring, bring your own Pokemon to eat oh what a Korean barbecue no oh <laughs> Oh, well, just like Pokemon Wade. Oh, that would be horrible. Here's one for you, though. Here's one for you to consider. You know, ditto. Can, it, can a ditto turn into any food item? I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> just something to ponder. Something to ponder at the end. Well, it can literally turn into anything, but it's got those two beady eyes and the wee smile, so... Yeah, you just know it would be enjoying it as well, which... <laughs> Like, would it not be like eating Play-Doh, though? It could be, but what if it's like... Here's the gamble. What if it's like eating a fine steak? Why would you want to risk that? It'd be like eating the fat off a steak. But you don't know. What if it doesn't have that taste? Do you know what I was actually thinking? And this is probably a plan for your world domination with the Elite Four. If you got a ditto, right, to transform into food, so then the Elite Four are like, oh, yummy, our smorgasbord is here. And then they go to take a bite, and then the ditto just stays in their throat. (laughs) 
I love it. That's amazing. Oh uh, yeah, it's like death by ditto. In fact, I think in the manga they use ditto as like a face mask. Oh, so it's like they change your appearance, which I think is actually really cool. To be fair, but ditto's a weird one. Thank you for not going to the way of questioning. I thought you were going to go the ditto because, as I said, we're going to go for the very highbrow. Only highbrow here. That's all we do, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Talking about drinking swordages and yeah, beating up kids for the metapods. This is going to be a weird episode to edit. I just know it. What happened to us? We went to Pokemon Land. That's all we did. Of course, that's what happened. It changed us. I just can't wait for next week until we talk about like living in the Sonic universe. <laughs> It can't be worse. Oh, oh, do you want a bet? I mean, we'll detail our journey to get some, like, to get some echidna milk. Oh, no! Echidna <laughs> even... You know what? I don't even want to know the answer to that. You don't. Nobody wants to know the answer to that one. <laughs> In case you thought, oh, the Pokemon world would be lovely and it'd be fine, have a long, hard look in the mirror. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> if I one one final, final question here, right? As I said before, Porygon would be my choice of Pokemon. If I had to have a Pokemon in real life to go through my computer to help me with editing, that kind of thing, what would be your number one Pokemon to take into real life? I feel like you picked a really good one because you got like, a practical reason for it. And it can't be Pinko, because I'm, I'm not sitting on my computer and... I, I hear like a pinko <laughs> smash my window and I'm like what's this and then you wave with my Porygon <laughs> that would be an amazing one to get do you know what part of me just wants something like a Wooloo I don't know why <laughs> just because it looks like a sheep and I'm like do you know what like at least I kind of know what a sheep does yeah I mean I'm just going to use my pseudo Digimon here to edit what are you going <laughs> to use yours for you just go over and it's just like bleating in your face like <laughs> eating grass exactly <laughs> But I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> that that just sounds wholesome, to be fair. Do you know what? It's like sure they're dead. I want to be somewhere familiar. I want to be able to smoke. I want to know where the exits are. <laughs> That's what a Wooloo is to me. <laughs> we'll head down to the old Charizard arms. Wait for all of this to blow over. See, in all honesty, if there was like an attack by like a group in the Pokemon universe, like no matter what group, whether it's Team Rocket, whether it's Team Magma, Aqua, Galactic, Plasma, Player, don't care about the rest. You know, if there was an attack on the world, you would be screwed, though. <laughs> not everybody. Like, not everybody has a... Oh, I thought you said me and my Wooloo would oh, be that's screwed. That's true, yeah, but... No, like, not everybody's trained for battle. We don't live in a Spartan warrior society <laughs> where we train... I think we do if we're living in the Pokemon universe. I'm going to be honest, I think we do live in basically Sparta. As I said, look what happened to us trying to get milk. We got forced into a part of the cycle. I think everybody... I think we do live in a highly militarised society, Pokemon. Can you imagine the self-defence videos? Imagine the... Get a Pokemon. <laughs> Step one, get a Pokemon plan. B, get a gun. <laughs> Will that help with the Pokemon? Pokemon? Because, I mean, guns do exist in the Pokemon universe. I will say that. Guns do. No, that's good to know. Well, at least in the anime. How that came about, I don't know. It kind of seems pointless. Is there a gun Pokemon? When Blastoise Gigamaxes, then he gets, like, a, a, a good few cannons, which would be <laughs> great in a siege, to be honest. Just evolve them. <laughs> Where we evolve the medieval siege next time will be, will be sorted. If you forgot your keys, just, like, Dynamax them and... <laughs> You know, <laughs> to blast. blast through your walls. Yeah, blast door. through the door. At least you the can... insurance will cover it, I'm sure. I, I feel as if at this point, like, obviously this isn't a problem in the UK, but you would have, like, a hurricane bunker for the Pokemon world. You'd have a Pokeproof bunker. You know, like the Anderson <laughs> Shelters or something. <laughs> Just dug out in my back garden. <laughs>
Oh, oh. Do you know what the amazing thing is? I bet you if we came out of the house and we went to our right instead of our left, there's probably like a nice shop there that was giving away movie milk for free. There was like free jobs going. Could have had like a paradise. <laughs> and we chose violence, Adam. We chose... We did choose... It's the world, though. The world made us choose violence, I'm convinced. Well, all I can say is life is not an anime, Adam. <laughs> After recounting this, I'm, I'm kind of glad no way. I'm actually curious to hear if you would want to do more episodes on <laughs> us living in different universes, because as fun as this episode is, it's very eye-opening to hear that I don't, I don't think I would like to live in the Pokemon universe. I think we can conclude this is not where I want to move to if I get an option, but no, to answer your first question, I'd be, I'd be completely down for doing more of these. This was, as eye-opening as this was, this was such a blast to do as well. Do all that, so I think we could return to this topic. <laughs> I have a premonition. 110%. And yeah, to all the lovely listeners at home who are still listening, First of all, apologies. Second of all, thank you for listening. And yeah, if you want to hear more of our content, whether it be Poke Thoughts or just Thoughts in general, you know, if you want to hear about our Machamp Flakes or... <laughs> You want to hear about anything else other than Pokemon after this episode? Please feel free to head over to podpage.com forward slash chatsunami or also check us on Spotify, iTunes, or really any good podcast app. As long as you look out for the Red Panda, it will definitely see you there. But until then, stay safe, stay awesome, stay hydrated, and close your windows because there might be a bee drop coming in. <laughs>